Kevin Smith's Spot Rack had a very interesting interview with a mysterious Bulls exec. And while you guys know how I feel about the unnamed basketball team execs in their conversations, we wanted to break down this interview and some of the quotes that came out of it and what it could mean for the future of the Chicago Bulls. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm your host here, Hayes. You guys right off the top can follow me at CEO Hayes, but more importantly than following me, you can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform. Make sure you also go and check out the other Chi-Town Sports Central uh, family network uh, shows and make sure you guys go and, you know, White Sox and Cubs Central, Bears Central, Chicago Sky Central if you're a Sky fan. We now have Blackhawk Central as well. We are the most comprehensive uh, Chicago sports network out there covering the teams that you love every single day. Make sure you guys go and support. But with that now said, Let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So first up, we do have Spot Rack's Kevin Smith uh, had an interview with the Bulls exec, and there were quite a bit of, you know, interesting quotes to come out of this as far as what it what it could mean for the Bulls and their future. First up, this was the first quote. We're aware of the criticism around running it back, but we have good players, and we're supposed to, well, are we supposed to throw in the towel? We'll be a playoff team bearing another major injury. Now, that just shows that this team has extreme confidence over having a point guard to start out the season. And I think that that's really the difference when you look at how the Bulls finished the season last year uh, to how they started the season. Yes, Io DeSumo, who played very solidly his rookie year, had a sophomore slump. And, you know, there are questions around, is Io even that true point guard? Now, they bring in Javon Carter, who's going to have the edge, great point of attack defense, um, able to shoot the three ball, which is going to help the team a lot. I don't know if he has the defensive versatility of Alonzo Ball, but he's going to be able to absolutely guard both guard positions very well. Um, and then also on top of that, um, you know, he's not the best facilitator. That's going to be something that I'm going to see how interesting it is with, you know, Javon Carter and his passing. He's never really averaged a high number of assists over his career. And so, you know, with even like Pat Bev, it was able to kind of take the ball out of DeMar's hands at times and run that offense. You're going to see how Javon Carter kind of fits in that over the course. But, you know, I do think that, you know, if this mysterious exec is even, you know, somebody who's a decision maker even high up, uh, and considering the fact that Arturis Karnasova, Mark Eversley, months of a lot of other Bulls front office members were down in Summer League, which is where this interview happened, you know, it, it could be legit. Next up uh, says this, working around, this is another quote, working around Lonzo Ball's injury makes everything a little harder. Uh, we were a good team before he went down. You build a roster designed to play a certain way around expensive players, and it becomes very hard when you lose one of those key guys, but we're figuring it out. Now, this is extremely valid, and I know a lot of Bulls fans are going to say next man up or whatever else, and, you know, Bulls fans have the right to be pessimistic. But, yes, I've always said, and you guys know this, roster construction is important, right? And you build a roster, kind of cover up other guys' flaws. It's just the way that it works. In all of sports, that's why when you build a full roster, you're not necessarily, sometimes those individual pieces help cover up each other's, you know, shortcomings, things like that. Lonzo absolutely did that with his defensive versatility and his elite three-point shooting is what he showed while he was here in the Bulls uniform. And then having $20 million just out there in your starting point guard who's not playing any games for you, yes, it does hurt pivot things. If, if the Bulls, for example, had $20 million more million to get to work with this offseason, this offseason would look even better than what it already has, at least on paper. So you have to give some credence to that, absolutely, I think. 
But still, at the end of the day, you know, you, you got to judge what you have in front of you. And, you know, it's going to be hard to get off that Lonzo Ball contract. They did what they could this year with filing for that disabled player exception. They could file for the career-ending injury exception next year if, if nothing improves. And it does seem like the Bulls are kind of maybe kicking that can down the road, hoping that Lonzo Ball is going to become, you know, maybe he's going to be able to play even, uh, I, uh, sorry, even uh, uh, Arturis Karnasova saying in the season-ending press conference, you know, I, we, we still do hope that Lonzo Ball is going to come back and play in a Bulls uniform Sunday. Every day that goes by, that chance gets less and less. But ultimately, I do think next year, with DeMar's contract also coming off the books, they could look to then remove Lonzo's contract with that career-ending injury exception, have a little bit more flexibility. But it does seem like they're planning going forward. Now, as far as the point guard that they did add in Javon Carter, this Bulls exec said this. Adding Javon and re-signing Kobe were big moves for us. Javon will bring some of the defense we lost at the lead guard spot with Lonzo out, and he can shoot too. Kobe has come a long way. We think he could uh, win sixth man of the year. He's been that good as a bench scorer. Now, Kobe White's bench scoring has been hit or miss, especially last year, right? Now, he showed a lot with everything else in his game other than scoring consistently, and so you I understand the concept and the, and the thought process behind hoping that he's going to turn into, you know, that solid bench scorer. And, you know, I've been one to say here that I do think Javon Carter is going to be the starting point guard. I know some Bulls fans think differently, but to hear this Bulls, Bulls exec, if it is legit, I do want to add that credence to everything, uh, saying that he could win sixth man of the year, may point as well to how they see Kobe White being that guard, that pace-changing guard coming off the bench for the Chicago Bulls. Next up, the last quote we have from this. We are still very high on I.O. This is how restricted free agency can go sometimes. Don't read anything into our opinion of him as a player just because he isn't signed. So it, it's uh, it's up and down, hit and miss story when it comes to uh, I.O. DeSumo. Like, I really don't know how to read it. At one point, I did think, hey, they're going to work out maybe something, a smaller contract, longer term. But every day that goes by, I absolutely think it's more likely that he's going to sign that one-year qualifying offer, and then hit unrestricted free agency next year. And the Bulls could end up missing out or having to have a big payday for him if he ends up performing pretty good. I think when you kind of look at it, him and P.J. Washington may go that direction. So but let me know what you guys think on that on that interview, those quotes that come out of it. Again, that was from uh, Spot, tra- Spot Rack or Spotrack, however you pronounce it. Uh, that's from them and Kevin Smith. So go and check out that article. But let's go ahead and get into the main part of the episode today, which is Saturday, it's Sunday now, uh, which it's, it's mainly built around your voicemails. Let's get into this first one. This one's from Reginald. Hey, hey I'm just looking to uh, at the designer, and uh, I was just wondering, like, are the Chicago Bulls organization uh, more influential overseas in Europe than they are in you know, the United States? That's because uh, this is a thing it made me think uh, maybe AK should focus more overseas in Europe to get cheaper talent. Uh, what's your opinion on that? I don't know if I'd say that the Bulls are more influential overseas. I do think that Arturis Karnasova is more plugged in overseas than a lot of GMs. And if um, on, on your lap, Bitsum is brought over uh, to the Chicago Bulls, that is AK really using his knowledge because uh, I've never even heard of the guy before it was reported that, you know, the Bulls were interested in bringing him over for a two-way. So, you know, the Bulls could use the European players to come over as a way to find cheap, high-quality talent, right? Um, but I think ultimately you don't want to dip your hand too much in that, right? I think the Bulls may do that every once in a while. And if, if, if Bitum does come over to the Chicago Bulls, it, with what I've seen from him in his tape and things like that, 
he could very well be a big piece for the Chicago Bulls coming off that bench if he's brought over. So I do think that we could see AK maybe go overseas every once in a while, every few years, right, right, to really poach some talent from over there. And it is, you know, usually cost-effective talent. So you get, you get to take a look at him. So you never know with that. Next up, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Shay. What's up, man? First of all, I got to shout you out, man. You know, that's some real stuff that you're doing, man. Like, for the past year, like, you've definitely helped a lot of YouTuber content with their, with the boys content, a lot, you know what I'm saying? Think about it, man. I, I love what you're doing when you, when you just bringing everybody with you, man. You know, shout out to you. You're not a, you know, you know, you're a one for all, all for one guy, you know. Salute to you. Peace. Um, here's what I'll say to that, Shay, is helping networking with other content creators is it, it's something that I just feel should happen, right? I think too often as content creators, we kind of have this this crab in a bucket ment- mentality when that's not really what it is. There is more than enough to go around to everyone. So that's why when you see me like work with like the Kayak boys, like they are some of the most talented people on YouTube. And it's good to see over this offseason, it seemed like they really are getting that notice that they that they so rightfully deserve. But even like whole lot of bull podcasts, legacy bulls, like those guys I'm always gonna shout out. I'm always and I've always been a resource to other creatives because I feel like, hey, I don't have all this knowledge just to hoard it, right? Like, like it is what it is, man. Like it's not mine. Like that like it 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 Bulls fandom deserves all the best co- content creators that they can get. And so when it comes to people like Bulls Troy, when it comes to like C Red UK, those are some of my favorite Bulls podcasts to listen to. So I'm absolutely going to help. Like if I can, you know, promote them or do anything, I'm absolutely going to help them with that because those are my guys. I literally listen to every episode they drop, period, right? That's why like Aiden from the Bulls show, I hate that his channel went away because I, I listen to, I watch every video he drops. So um, yeah, I mean, I thank you for that and thank you for noticing it, man, man. I just, listen, I, I'm all for helping everybody, man. And so if you're somebody who thought about becoming a Bulls creator, if you have the passion for it, do it, no matter what it is, whether it's Bulls or not, right? Unless it's Knicks. We got too many Knicks creators out there. I, I don't really mess. No, I'm just playing. But guys, do your thing, man, and I'm here to support it if I can. All right, let's get into this next one. This one's from Ed. Hey, what's up, man? This is Ed Woodup. I'm calling you from Oklahoma, um, Chicago native right here, Cook County. Um, well, I've uh, been watching your podcast and, uh, you know, your videos you've been uploading lately. Um, I want to hear your thoughts on this, all right? Uh, hear me out, though. I know you don't. You're pretty busy hearing these uh, voice notes, but uh, my concern right now is that imagine the way that we have been playing, right? Um, and as you have seen in the past, how we uh, match up good against the Nuggets. I'm pretty sure now, of course, you know, with the upcoming season, they're more like in a mindset of, you know, that championship mindset. But, you know, seeing in the past how he, how we have, you know, like competed against them and knowing, you know, that. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. We actually would make good 
match against that actual team. My thoughts are if this team is able to mold, if this team is able to build an identity going forward, um, do you really see us coming out of the East? And hear me out. I know it's like a long shot because we have all these other teams like Miami's trying to acquire Dame, which we don't know yet, right? We don't know exactly if Damian Lillard's going to go to uh, the Miami Heat. Um, Boston Celtics already broke up on, you know, their core. I don't really see them, you know, being that team anymore. I mean, yeah, Jason Tatum's out there and uh, Jalen Brown, but, I mean, again, you're breaking up the core with that team. Uh, another thing here I want to mention is that um, um, I don't really see anybody else in the East. The Knicks, of course, are going to be competitive, but yet again, I mean, still under Thibodeau's authority. Um, so my my question to you is, do you believe that if we were able to, like, you know, establish an identity and, of course, as she's as you know, we only fight. We only signed Kobe uh, White for three years. We got Nikola Vucevic for three years. The Rosen probably will get an extension, uh, but not as you know a long-term extension. Something that's gonna meet Nikola Vucevic and uh, Kobe White stay there at Chicago because you know, as you know, uh, this season is pretty much gonna be one of those. Hey, let's see what we can do this year because you know time is running out. Zach Levine is already going into um, you know his, I believe. He's going to be 29 this year, if I'm not mistaken, or he just turned 20, uh, 28. I'm not very sure. But um, I just want to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, let me know what's up. You know, you can make a podcast of this uh, this comment. Uh, let me know. Again, this is Ed. What up? Um, uh, follow me on TikTok if you want, man. But, um, yeah, those, those are my thoughts on that. And uh, I would like to hear your thoughts on, you know, exactly how do you see this team uh, competing and succeeding and hopefully, uh, um, you know, everything that happened in the <laughs> – in Denver with uh, Nikola Jokic winning a championship. So um, my thing that I bring them up is because, you know, AG and Zach Levine go back, you know, to the dunk contest and all that good stuff. So let me know what's up, man. Can the Chicago Bulls come out the East? Listen, things would have to go amazingly right for me to say that. Um, I do think that this team can be a playoff team, absolutely. I think having a point guard to start the season is going to help that tremendously. But I think ultimately when you talk about coming out the East, you have to be, if you don't have that superstar level talent, meaning almost that generational star, you have to have a team that fits so well together, that has an edge, that plays that plays the, the game that they kind of fill each other's holes and things like that. Like they have you have to be so locked in and well coached as a team. I'm not ready to see that say that for the Bulls because I just haven't seen it yet. Now, as far as you saying Dame Lillard possibly to the Heat, that would absolutely change the outlook of the Eastern Conference for sure. You you'll then have two absolute dogs on their team that both want that title that both want to get to that level and I think that that is something that they come together it could be dangerous for the Eastern Conference now as far as the Boston Celtics breaking up their their core here's what I'll say I actually I'm going to have a video dropping in the next day or so on NBA Central talking about how Marcus Smart was the identity for that team and I don't know if they're quite equipped to overcome like yes they added talent do not get me wrong now the Boston Celtics, listen, those young guys have not established their identity for a lot for all intents and purposes. Marcus Smart and, and Al Horford in a lot of ways too is that Boston Celtics team identity and how they're gonna overcome a player that just helped help so many of their their glaring, you know, kind of shortcomings kind of be less glaring with how he played defense and even his shooting, how that came along at times. I think the loss of Marcus Smart is going to hurt the Boston Celtics more than a lot of outlets are giving credit for right now. So we'll end up seeing how that goes, but I tell you what, I, I'm not saying that they're not going to still be one of the best teams in the East. I just, I don't know if I look at that team the same way I looked at them beforehand, even with adding Kristaps Porzingis. 
Now, when you talk about how important it is for, for building an identity, it's one of the most important things. Teams that go far, especially if you don't have transcendent generational talent on your team, it's because that team identity, whether it be through the players, the culture, whatever else, is so strong that you know how that team's going to perform night in and night out. The Bulls don't have that yet. So I think establishing an identity for the Bulls is the most important thing. That's why we heard the very first clip that came out from Bulls training camp last offseason was Billy Donovan saying they had to establish an identity. We didn't establish it until we acquired Pat Bev as a buyout. So identity is highly important for a team, especially if you're talking about a team that, that, that could go far in the playoffs, at least in my opinion. All right, let's get into this next one. This is another one for Reginald. Hey, hey this is Reginald from Columbus, Georgia again. I heard what you said about maybe getting that young as the, using the, you know, same player exception for Bonzo. But I don't think that's going to be necessary because I think the Raptors are probably going to buy him out mid-season. And I think the Bulls are going to use the biannual to get him. Uh, and knowing Billy, they'll probably use that as, you know, the third center option behind Drummond and Booch. Uh, but when I uh, when we kept talking about why people wanted to keep Trey Booch for some reason, uh, we kept like trying to find everybody kept saying that he's a top 10 center, but we can never really name eight or nine guys better than him. But then I got me thinking about Drummond. Like we all agree that he's one of the better backup bigs, but are they really 30 centers better than Drummond? Uh, or is it just because of his uh, style of play that it's a throwback style? Uh, but who do you like? Uh, but what's your opinion on Drummond and who do you think the Bulls are going to go after using biannual? This uh, this midseason, or who do you think gonna get bought out by you know after the trade deadline? All right, Reg. Uh, as far as Thad Young as a buyout candidate, great point there. He could absolutely be bought out. Um, I don't know. As far as your question about buyout candidates, I'm not even gonna do myself. Like I don't know. Like I I did a list of potential buyout candidates at the start of last season last year, and I don't think not one of those guys were bought out. I just don't think I'd have to go back and watch that video, but I do not think one of those candidates that I looked at was bought out because I kind of looked at candidates who were older with expiring contracts, that teams were going younger, and then a lot of those teams still kept that older talent around. So if that young is bought out, I wouldn't be mad at him as a buyout candidate as all to add some veteran leadership to the end of that bench, but I wouldn't really look at it as a, as a, as a game-changing move for the Bulls, and I think especially because I don't see them using that disabled player exception until either the trade deadline or around the buyout. I don't know if I necessarily think that you know they're going to – Thad Young is where they're aiming for. I hope that they're aiming a little bit higher than that because think about it, last year, had we had the disabled player exception, maybe we could have co convinced John Wall or a Russ to come here instead of going to other teams, maybe. So, you know, you never know. So we'll just watch that. As far as Drummond, Andre Drummond is one of the best backup bigs in the league, period. I, I just That's just how I view it. He's one of the best backup bigs in the league. And if Billy Donovan actually unleashes him, and he still has to play control too as well, I think that we can get huge dividends from Andre Drummond. But he has to be able to stay on the court, and Billy Donovan has to use him. But all right, let's get into the last voicemail for the day. This one's for one of my favorite callers. This is from Ed Herring. What's up, Hayes? This is Edward Herring. So real quick, uh, another Bulls are each team is limited to three two-way contracts uh, as it stands right now. Adama Sanogo just signed the two-way contract for the Bulls, so he's solidified. I believe Justin Lewis also has a two-way contract. And then there's a qualifying offer for that last one, I believe. There, there's a qualifying offer out to Terry Taylor. I, I think he's redundant, given that we already have Justin Lewis. And the reports are that another two-way contract is going to go to Onorat Bitum. I think that was just to solidify him, to get him in our, I guess, camp or the Bulls umbrella. 
I think Big Tim is going to be on the main roster um, as a backup two, as a backup small forward slash shooting guard. And so that leaves one more two-way contract. I would definitely give that to Javon Freeman Liberty. I think he's shown enough, more than enough in the summer league to be somebody that the Bulls should definitely develop um, as a as a combination guard, six foot four with a six nine wingspan, quick, shifty, um, can shoot, can drive, and is active on defense. I think he is going to be that the Bulls should. Just someone the Bulls should look out for in the future. Um, we got guys coming off of contracts like Caruso in a couple of years. So I think the Bulls should definitely find a way to make sure that Javon Freeman Liberty gets that last two way contract so he can develop with, with the with the City Bulls. He reminds me of a of a, of a Jamal Crawford type of player. So I think you think the Bulls should definitely give him a look. Red, go All right, so Terry Taylor redundant. Completely agree with that, especially when you look at Julian Phillips now. I do think that Terry Taylor's redundant. Still a heck of a player and talent. I just don't think you have to lock on to a two-way contract for him. As far as Javon Freeman Liberty, and you said he's a Jamal Crawford type, that's high praise. And I know you you don't use that without really thinking about it and looking at the numbers. So if he can be that, especially as a two-way, you got to have it. At this point, I am higher on Javon Freeman Liberty than I am Carleek Jones just because I think Javon, with his size, has a more seamless kind of fit at the NBA level, whereas Carleek is so so undersized that I don't know if I necessarily see that. So I do agree that Javon Freeman Liberty should get that last two-way contract of all our two-way players. And as far as Onulop Bitsum, I think if I'm pronouncing that correctly, um, on the main roster as a backup, I hope that that's the case. And he actually had a post, um, a Twitter post, in which he bid his current team farewell. And so we already know he's stateside. Um, I hope that the Bulls in the coming days do announce a contract because I think when you look at what he can bring defensively, what he can bring stretching the floor, a little bit of a passer. No, he's not a point guard. He'd be more of a two slash three. As you said, I think that he can be a big part of the Chicago Bulls rotation and be a, a player that Bulls fans really start to enjoy and love. That toughness that I've seen in him, man, that's 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 game changing toughness on both sides of the ball. So I do hope that that ends up being the case. But hey, let me know what you guys think on all that down below. That's today's episode. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our mailbag episodes, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode up. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.